0: welcome to out of game episode 29 in today's episode we recap our 2016 gaming resolutions reveal our 2017 gaming resolutions and discuss how to have a proper gaming life balance this is your host ryan join me chris and tim as we go out of game welcome to
1: episode 29
0: of out of game. This is Ryan. This is Chris. And this is Tim. And that noise in the background is the guy buffing the floor. <laughs> just ignore him. Yes. We might invite him in later. Actually, that'd be fun. I funny. bet he's a gamer. Should we invite him in? <laughs> Spontaneous. Yeah. Hey, hey can you just come here for a second? We have a question about board games we want to ask you. Well, it's because we are a podcast about board games. We are a podcast about board games. And in fact, in this podcast about board games, we're going to be talking about gaming life balance. It's kind of like work life balance only with gaming.
2: It's kind of like having a podcast and then having like somebody doing something else in the background. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that. Kind of like Life. a little bit. Life is happening.
0: Uh, and but before we buff the floors, let's go to the spawn point. Spawn point. <laughs> I think he stopped the buffing guy. He did. It's quiet nice. for right now. Next, he's going to squeegee the window. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wants to start us off? Tim, why don't you kick oh, us off? Spawn point. Well, updating you
3: on that epic X-Wing battle oh, yeah. that we did. The thousand point battle. Yeah. So we did that. So I ended up with a victory. Yeah. We ended up having to quit. It's a shocker. Just because it was forever. It, it literally took us, we started about 10.30, probably everything set up by 11.30, quarter 12, and then we played till about 7.00. So it's probably a good seven hours. Holy cow. Uh, I had 672 points left on the table, and my brother had 364 <laughs> points left on the table. Also a reason to quit. So, yeah, it was kind of, at that point, it was kind of going my direction. So I was just going to give you a quick recap. He had uh 12 defenders, a Raider, two Gozantis, two shuttles, four TIE SFs, and four TIE bombers. It's a Gozantis.
0: Yes. Those will get you. And, the and
3: then, uh, yeah. I brought uh, 12 B-Wings, two CR-90s, three YT-1300s, three Y-Wings, one E-Wing and three K-Wings, and they're all decked out. So, yeah, it was a uh, painful setup and takedown because it was literally probably an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half to set up, wow. like, and then like an hour to put everything away. It's just because of all the little gadgets and markers and tokens and stands, and yeah, it was annoying. So we actually are planning another one. We're going to do a 600-point bout. So okay. it's basically double epic because an epic game is 300. Okay. So we're doing a uh, double epic and... uh so we'll see. I'm hoping we'll actually complete that one. Wow.
2: So what's the name of that ninja game that we played? Oh uh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. It was the one
0: samurai, seventh samurai. Seventh samurai. That's samurai a
2: co-op spirit. Game. Samurai spirit. Samurai spirit co-op yeah. game, right? Yeah. yeah. So we played this game. You played. Yeah. You, you guys yeah. all both. both yeah. Played. We, so I just wanted to ask your thoughts on that game because that was the last game we played before we quit last game night, and I I didn't think it was a very good game, mm-hmm. and some i know i think ryan you agreed and then sarah also said she didn't like it but a couple of the guys really did like it really yeah nathan and imad okay and so i just wanted to ask your thoughts on a you know like the, the whole concept of you know the co-op games where everything's on the table right so there's no hidden cards there's yeah. nothing in your hand everybody sees everything which wasn't this
0: game it's, it was, right? Well, not because yeah. you flip over the monsters and stuff.
3: Yeah, but everybody sees, but it everybody as soon sees as you everything. everything. There's nothing hidden. I don't have special cards oh, I'm going right. to play. Each so individual doesn't... Because yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <clears throat> we talked about the different types of co-op game. There's not just co-op games. There's different levels of them where some are more transparent than others. And, you know, like games like... Um, what's the World War II game? Grizzled. The Grizzled oh. Yeah, or World War One. I, I don't know what it was. That game, at least you're holding cards in your hand, so there's a little bit of secrecy. Yeah. But in this... Um, Sorry, what's the name? Ninja. Samurai spirit. Samurai spirit. You're close. (laughs) Everything's on the table. And so basically whoever's turn it was, you have the whole table focused on them, telling them what to do or suggesting, you know, the best thing. Then it goes to the next person. Same thing. Everybody just kind of makes the decision. There's no sense of game in in this. And I personally hated that game. I mean, (laughs) I'm using the word hate.
0: I'm sensing now, an agenda here. Are you going to turn no? I just think it's an, it, there's
2: a couple right. <laughs> pandemic legacy. So that's another example of a game where there's nothing interesting going on. You know, you're everything's on the table. Let's just have the smartest guy in the room, Tim, make all the decisions for everybody around the table. And why even bother? I mean, and I saw you were really tired, and people were doing that, and you're like, all right you just kind of did it and moved on from the
0: So the difference between the the Samurai game and Pandemic Legacy is Pandemic Legacy, there's actually something to, there's decisions to make. Well, there is in this too. Not really. Not really. I mean,
3: you're you're presented with a card and you put them on the left or you put them on the right. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: But or
2: use your ability, you know, there's different things you could do. You could pass, you could, there's.
0: They weren't interesting decisions. You're playing against the deck.
2: Yeah. And the the way they come up randomly. Yeah. Just like Pandemic.
0: No, not just like Pandemic. That, the game was way worse than Pandemic. So you agree it was bad?
2: Yes. Okay. No, we'll, I, I we'll, didn't. We'll just focus on that. Okay. So then
0: my follow-up question is, if you don't like a
2: game, because this was a discussion we had afterward, I think you had left already. Yeah. You know, there was a little discussion between Imad and Sarah because they completely disagree. Their husband and wife, they had completely opposite views yeah. on this game. Is it better just to move on or is it better to vocalize that you didn't like the game? Well, in other words, Sarah could have just said nothing, dri- driven home, and maybe she would never play this game again. Oh, I see. Versus saying, I didn't enjoy it. Like, she went out of her way to say it, and we had this talk about being honest and how honesty. there's like a balance between being honest versus being nice, and how you have to, like, do both. You can't just blatantly say your opinion if it's offensive, but use tact, right? Okay. But the in terms of gaming... You know, because you had people that were passionate about this game. Do you do you tell them you don't like it or do you just let it go?
0: I think part of the fun of gaming is the discussion afterwards about what you liked and didn't like. So for me, I think you, you should say. Um, and it's not like Nathan designed the game. I mean, he he bought the game. I don't whose feelings are you worried about hurting if you're trying to keep it to yourself, I guess. Like, are you, are you worried about hurting Nathan's feelings? I mean, maybe you are, Like, but at least we finished the game. I think it would Imad be...
2: mod seemed a little, I don't want to say hurt, that's strong of a word, but, you know, he it, it was a little offended that she didn't like. A little disappointed, I think, would be a better word. Okay. And so, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting discussion. It's I like- think honesty is best, you know, if you don't like a game. Plus, you know, the next time he has a game like that... Maybe he'll just include the people who like co-op games and then not include her.
0: I think time. we had way too many people for one. I think if you're going to play that game, it'd probably be better with three or four people who could actually sit around the board that was like you know six by six inches. Oh yeah, and see and see what's going on, you know, because I couldn't see across the table, and everyone has these little tiny ability cards, right, that are like literally an inch <laughs> by half an inch or something crazy. And you can't see them, and that was really the only group decision to be made was how to use those, and we weren't even really doing that. No, we weren't, we barely used those at all, and most of it was because people were just on the clear other side of the table. Right. So, like you and
3: Chris and Dave, and I, I couldn't even really see what was going on over there. So I was like, yeah, I basically just didn't pay attention. So yeah,
0: I mean, Chris, Chris and I were just talking most yeah. of the time because yeah. it was yeah. anyway. It was, it was okay. I mean, I, I'm 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 lukewarm. I
3: mean, if if Nathan wanted to play it again, I'd play it again. But it's definitely not really, uh, you know, a high
0: level for me. Uh, you know, it's more of those like, you know, th- I'd play
3: it because they want
0: to play it, but I wouldn't pick to play it. I've been in this situation before where I've brought games that people didn't like, and it's it's frustrating, but it's not I'm not frustrated with the people for being honest. i'm it's I'm actually frustrated that it didn't work out how I was hoping it would. So I could see, like maybe, Nathan being kind of bummed out that, you know, he was kind of hoping this would be a good group game for seven people that could be we could play at the end of the night instead of like a social game. Yeah. And it, yeah. it kind of flopped a little bit. Right. And one of the
2: reasons I wanted to play it was because I wanted to try something different. And, you know, we usually do the social games, you know, like it's Spyfall or, yeah. or whatever at the end of the night. So it was nice to try something different. Plus, it, it, it's one of the rare games you could play seven people.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But yeah, just thought that was interesting. In other news, I took it on the chin pretty bad for my pronunciation of the word (laughs) Sky in the court of public opinion, social media. So we did our top, we, we did our top games of 2017 and some other things in the Dice Tower show. Oh, sorry, 2016. And, and I I had a rant about the pronunciation of Sky and there was a huge backlash against me. But, you know, the funny thing is the English language is weird because like you have the word horse. And the word worse, and they're spelled almost identical, yeah. but they don't sound anything the same. Right. And like, like herd and heart are spelled almost identical. I have a couple of other ones. There's, um, and beard, beard and herd are spelled, you know, steak and streak yeah. are almost exactly the same, but they sound completely different. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just a, such an inconsistent language. It's like, it's kind of like the blue dress where people saw different colors. You mean the gold one? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the golden is a golden white. Golden white. Say? Yeah. So it's, you know, people can see different things. So anyway, I just wanted to give a little shout out to everybody who posted.
0: Yeah. And the, the guy who really related to you is Patrick Detmar. Yeah. Good job, Pat. Thanks, Patrick. We like it when you prove Chris wrong. <laughs> everybody does. Well, I actually got some flack from Eric Summerer for my uh, worst game of the year answer. Whoa. The Harry Potter Hogwarts battle. So I, I felt the need to defend myself Whoa. a bit. So he actually had this in his top 10 games of the year. It was between one and five somewhere. It was really high. I think yeah. it, I want to say it was like number three. And when, when they played our clip, he specifically mentioned our podcast and how the out of game guys. Or you know they they must not have played it enough it was, he was like basically saying that like my opinion was invalidated wow. <laughs> uh, did he have any good points i I wasn't listening so so but but honestly, so this is what he said he said they probably only got through the first the half of the first scenario and quit, which wasn't true. So this is what happened we played through there there's seven scenarios, one for each book okay and it's it's supposed to be kind of a campaign where one leads into the next or whatever. So we played the first one, and it was just boring. But we we're thinking, uh, you know, maybe it's just because it's the first scenario. So we have to try the second one just to see if it gets any better. So we pull out the second one, and it's the exact same thing as the first one. So we get probably halfway through the game, and I and I looked around the table, and everyone was just looked like they were bored. bored. So I just said, how invested are you guys in actually finishing this game? And it was like, immediately when i said that's like cards dropped and everyone's like yeah i'm not invested at all and like let's just let's just wrap it up and so we got through one and a half of these seven scenarios and decided it was too boring now i've heard that supposedly it gets better around scenario four so this is like a kind of like a wheel of time robert
3: jordan thing you gotta yeah. get through like books three and four you gotta go through four books before it starts getting yeah. interesting
0: yeah, kinda like that. Or like you have to read the first Lord of the Rings book to get through to get to two and three. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that. Okay, so half the game is boring. I mean, how does that make how well, is yeah, that right. an argument? Yeah. So yeah. If I, you can stick it out through the really, really boring crap, it'll get good. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I just wanted to point out that it's the worst the least fun I've had. I had the entire year of twenty sixteen playing a game, including wow. playing Candyland with Evan. <laughs> wow. Evan is Ryan's son. So it was just not fun. What and about that's, Exploding Kittens? That was more fun than this. We At least we had fun like playing it ironically. It's like this game was trying to be a real game, and there's just nothing there. Wow. And I I mean, people really like it. I don't know why. I, I don't understand it, unless they're just skipping the first three scenarios, maybe. Maybe,
3: maybe what you need to do is that upcoming Gen Con get into a game with Eric and he can show you why.
0: Yeah, show me why this is show funny, you why it's so good cuz I don't get it. So, yeah. yeah. We need to
2: post that on YouTube. Yeah, it's when bad. that happens.
0: Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. So, the Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle still the worst game of 2016. The Toy Hall of Fame for 2016. What? Did you guys hear about this? Toy Hall mm. of Fame. No, I didn't hear about it. So, this. there's a Toy Hall of Fame every year they vote things into this. So, there's some really classics in there like The Stick and the Ball. Talking like... These are is, real. Is this a Face, family? Baseball,
3: wiffle ball? Uh, a <laughs> family of No, just the ball. St- the like, ball. The
0: Toy Hall of Fame voted in the ball into just the Hall of Fame. The generic... The ball. ball okay. A ball. Well, you, and a yeah. stick. And okay. bubble wrap. And so this year, though... Well, last year, 2016, Dungeons & Dragons was voted into the Toy Hall of Fame. Wow. I'm surprised I, they consider that a toy. Yeah, so... You know, after they got over that, it isn't actually from the devil. What about a dented yeah. can? A dented can? Like kick the can? Kick the can? Yeah. I should go check. Yeah, a big the, coffee
3: can. The yeah. locks.
2: No, it use like a pop can.
3: Right? Oh no, we use, we a, use a, like a Folgers can. can. Yeah, what? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Can. You guys played it wrong. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> Folgers can. Yeah, it's gonna
0: be a big Kicking can that thing. That's not a, a soda can. It's not even a real can.
3: <laughs> it's by
2: definition a
0: can. No. It's a soda can. Yeah. It's trying to be a can.
3: A fold What would you even yeah. think of that? Because uh, our parents drank a lot of coffee and we had a lot of Folgers cans. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, why would you do a pop can?
2: Because either? same reason. We drank a lot of pop as a kid.
3: Yeah, but you know, we use the same can over and over. Probably after a couple games, your can's like it's dis- much more destroyed. fulfilling to kick a Folgers <laughs> yeah. can. You get you get a, you get a good thud. Of All right, people. and if you kick it really good, the lid like pops off and flies into the air. You have <sighs> the lid on that's there. The but well, yeah, <laughs> that's almost like a drum. You know, come on, what is <laughs> happening right now?
1: You
0: guys are blowing you, my you mind. You missed
3: out. Yeah. The folders Those can. folders can You played
0: the lame version. You know, in the, like
3: you dent
2: like a car with that thing. <laughs> we, can. Can.
3: we played in the backyard, not by the garage. We played ours in the front. <laughs> I see. I was in the backyard and we ran. The beautiful things when we grew up, <laughs> there were no fences. So we could run between three and four neighbors' yards and come from every direction. Whereas nowadays you'd have to like. Climb we had, fences we had some fences, but hopping them back, back in the day was not a problem. Well, yeah, because if you did, they were like a four-foot chain fence versus mm-hmm. a six-foot privacy fence. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was good at hopping the four-footers.
3: Yeah. I can
0: go right over there. It was even
3: funnier watching someone who wasn't good at them. <laughs> and yeah, right. Watching them faceplant. That's, yeah. that's the good
0: stuff. <laughs> Actually, one time I jumped over one of those, and there's like a like a wire that caught on my knee, like the skin on my mm. knee. But I flipped Summer over salt. it with my knee attached to the fence. Oh. And yeah, it was pretty nice. nasty
2: well done
0: lastly i wanted to talk about what i'm calling the sweet 16 which are my final 16 games of the magic number
3: oh i thought he was like throwing all of his games out except 16 that's they're gonna
0: change though no 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 no. so
3: so you're down to
0: 16 uh so i'm gonna count i'm gonna i'm gonna do quick uh reviews quote-unquote reviews kind of like my 25 reviews and Ten minutes I did last time of the sweet sixteen, my final sixteen magic number games. Okay, We're gonna shoot. count them down. So number sixteen was Deadwood. So Deadwood is an action selection game with a western theme. It's a it's it's a worker placement game really. But what's what's interesting about Deadwood, or which I what I thought would be interesting, is you can fight, you can duel over the spaces because it's a western. It's like I want that space. So, so we you go. It's kind of like, like shoot oh, each other. There you go. Yeah. So. Uh, anyways the problem with the game I, I'm just going to jump to the problems like my, I was playing with my parents my dad got in the lead and there was like nothing I could do to, to catch up and so I was actually just I was intentionally lengthening the game one to see if there was any way I could catch up but two I knew if we just ended it it would just be like a complete flop so I wanted to try to get the experience out of it but there was just like not much there I don't know it oh, kind of fell flat
2: I thought these were magic number games, meaning you haven't played them.
0: No, these are the these are I've played them and I'm I'm reviewing them. Oh, the the Sweet Sixteen, the Final Sixteen. I'm gonna tick them off as we go down to zero. Understand? So is your magic number at zero? No, I'm confused. I'm only doing the ones that I'm gonna. All right, let's let's start over. I'm gonna count down through multiple episodes. Oh, through multiple from episodes. sixteen to zero as I progress through my final sixteen magic number games. I Is everyone on that. the same page now? So, so you're only doing one today. I'm doing three. Oh, you're doing okay. three. So today. that was not clear. Yeah. So you're doing three. Okay, yeah.
2: so these are games you play.
0: Yeah, I see. I was gonna leave it, leave the suspense because you would never know when I was gonna stop. I could have gone all the way to zero. Could have now. I, I so kinda, Deadwood. Thumbs down. Deadwood. Yeah, that that one's probably like snowballing coal. going on. Snowball yeah, and, attack. And actually, I'm going to tell you if I'm keeping it or not too. That's, Are you keeping it? I'm, I don't think I'm going to keep this one. That's a <laughs> shocker. It's in the in the All coal right, what, box. What's next? All right. Next was like civilizations. That is spelled C-V-lization. Civilization. And the A is an at symbol. If you ever want to look it up. So this is a tableau building game with a civilization building theme, but it's pretty loose theme. What you do in this game is you, everyone starts with the same eight cards and these cards let you take resources or points. That's basically or like one of them lets you steal resources from another player. But what's interesting is you all start with the same eight and then the first player will play one face up and one face down. And then the player next to them will play one face up and one face down. And you go around and everyone does that. But the thing is, if you're the only one who plays one of the cards you get an you get the ability on that card, or if two people play exactly two people play the same card, you get a better ability. But if three people play the same card, you don't get the ability. That's basically how they work. So you're trying to try to figure out what other people are going to play, and like you'll play the first two, so you only have six left in your hand for the next round. And so you're trying to remember what people played, and then you don't know if the person someone's going to just um, screw you on purpose. Like if they see two out. Already, they might just play the third one just so those two people don't get their action. So, oh, so you're playing them face up? One face up and one face down. Okay, I see. So you can see the face up one, but you're right. not sure what the face down one is. So anyways, uh, I actually liked this game. So after you play the cards, you resolve them all, you get your resources, and then you buy these cards from this card row in the middle. And those cards you put in front of you, and they give you permanent abilities. So as the game progresses, you get like cooler and cooler abilities that let you You know, produce more resources or whatever. Ultimately, to buy points and win the game, Uh, it's real easy to learn it. You could teach this game and start playing within five minutes. There's interesting decisions. I really like the art. I love to have low building games, so I actually really liked this one. And I think you could play this with like I could. I think I could play this with even my family and stuff. Like it's light enough. So that one's staying in. Okay. Next, and then fourteen was Empires of the Void. So Empires of the Void is Ryan Lockett. He is the designer, slash publisher, slash artist of this game. Mm. It's a 4X game. Explore, expand, exploit, exterminate, only it's missing an X. There's no explore. Usually these games are like you start with like one tile and then you explore out and you build more and more tiles, and that's you like build the map as you go. Well, in this game, the whole map is laid out from the beginning. And you know, it's a it's like a space theme. You're you're going around in different ships, you have a technology tree to get upgrades. Uh, you're taking over planets by either attacking them or uh, by colonizing them like in a peaceful way. The game has politics. Uh, you can fight other players. You know, it all sounds good, right? But it was a little long. And I, there's other games that, with the same theme that are same style that are better. And I actually own a couple that are better. So even though this was okay, it was a little too long and probably going to get the cut. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Good name, though empires of the void so all that to say that my magic number is now 13 for now so what happens when you get another game Uh, you don't understand the motivation level i have to get to zero chris i don't know if you've noticed that it's been going down significantly every episode for a while now wasn't it a new year's resolution of 2016 we might be talking about that soon (laughs) and we are going to talk about that in fact in epic failure fashion (laughs) that's right (laughs) Why don't we talk about that now? Our gaming resolutions. resolutions. 2016 gaming resolutions. So why don't we start with recapping what each of us resoluted? <laughs> 2016? Resolve. We did some
2: resoluting. Yes. <laughs> what did you resolute, Chris? I My resolution last year was to play more new games because one of the criticisms, if you want to call it that, was that I p- kept playing. I kept wanting to play the same games a lot. So please. Not just that, but just games that we already knew versus expanding and getting into new games. And so my resolution last year was to try more new games, which I completely did. We played, uh, I want to say, about one new game every game night. So, I mean, I learned a lot of new games. We food trucked a lot of them, too. Yeah. Yep. And I think that it was, a—it's—it's. It's a, I'm glad I made the resolution because there's a lot of really good games that came out last year. So I think I did mine.
0: Like I two years in a row, Chris actually
3: did his resolution. He yeah, did. I mean he's good. Yeah. So yeah, mine mine was you know you'd think so obtainable, right? Play a campaign of the Star Wars Imperial suit. So totally have still not played a single campaign of. Have you played Imperial a game assaults. of it? Have you even played it at all? I have not even gotten the game played. Wait, Wait, wasn't your? I haven't even done the demo. I've read the rules a couple times expecting to sit down and play with my brothers and then last minute no show this that you know the faucet's right. leaking whatever the excuse may be
2: wait wasn't your resolution to build the bathroom in the gaming
3: that was room? the non gaming one <laughs> but that's gaming <laughs> those related those are the b sides chris yes that's, that's, that's a gaming related that's yeah. a b side that affects us yeah. directly <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah i failed on that one too so i got some work done but then i got to a point where i needed my brother yeah. to do the base of the shower stall and it's still waiting for not that to happen. So, yeah. Got hey. the electrical done, got some other stuff done, but it's still in a sad state of affairs, just like my Imperial Assault minis that are sitting very lonely. Did you paint up them? In the, no, I haven't painted them. Okay. I haven't figured why I painted them if I'm not going to play with them. We're going to play them. So here's what we're going to well, do. we got to do something. Here's the plan, Tim. And actually, okay. <laughs> if we actually get to, get this to happen on a game night, like I think maybe you're going to suggest Jim will actually probably come out of the city and play with us. Will he get there
0: at 5.30 though? Would he get there? It depends on the day. Yeah. So that was what I was going to suggest, because we're going to finish Pandemic Legacy in about four months, and then Pandemic <laughs> <Yeah>. Legacy 2 <laughs> isn't going to come out till Gen Con, yeah. so we could fill that gap with at the 5.30 time slot with Imperial Assault. How are you going to
2: wait for Ooh. number two? Isn't that, is that going to be hard to wait?
0: I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested to play Imperial Assault, so just yeah, fill, fill it I was already going to suggest that we keep meeting at 5:30 because it's yeah. like an extra hour of game. Yeah, it's nice. That getting it's
3: actually really time. nice. Yeah, because I, you know, that was the original plan too. Is I almost was going to play, but then my brother actually, of course, did some research on it, and there was a new expansion set, and he wanted to play one of the characters that was in that set, and not with the ones that were in the base set. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm fine. We'll wait till that came out. It comes out, I get that, and then now I can't get anybody together to play. So I was like, this is so annoying. <laughs> yeah. and anyway, I wanted to play with you know four people. Besides myself, so that, you know, everybody could take a character and then I'd play the uh, Imperials and, you know, we'd go for it. But then, yeah, never thought that it'd be such a cluster getting them together.
0: Hmm. We'll make it happen, Tim. That'll be nice. Tim's magic number, I might get to zero before you. No, because my my magic number
3: is based on the X-Wing materials. Well, but your
0: game magic number is at least one, it sounds sounds like. This is true. I think it's two. I don't think you've played Myth either.
3: No, I haven't. Yeah, that one probably just... I, I, I think that's going to be one of those deferred games, as we so uh, call them.
0: Well, I'm okay with that. It's the <laughs> I'm okay with the deferred games. Oh, so, Ryan. Hmm. So, you know, I went back and listened to the episode and was kind of surprised what my resolution was because it wasn't what I remember. So my actual resolution I did on the show was to, get, was to get you, both of you, to play more new games. And the my explanation of this was... Be becoming better at teaching the games so that you're not as inhibited from wanting to play them. That was my resolution. Somehow it got switched back to the magic number again, though. Is that because we had a bet?
2: Yes. Yeah, and so the bet was separate than a resolution.
0: Yeah, and I don't know when it must have come up in like a later episode. So I was really I forgot about the trying to get you guys to play, but I guess I succeeded in that one. We played a bunch of new games. Well,
2: yours and mine worked perfectly together. But uh, I don't think that your ability to teach or the your, the way that you teach was a problem. I don't think that was why we weren't playing new games. In fact, I think when you're teaching a game, it's more work and more burden is on the people listening to do a good job listening than it well, is to do a good job explaining. Because explaining the game is while it's important, it seems to be really hard to get a group of people to listen to you yep. at the same time and just be quiet and listen. Yeah. That's like moving a mountain.
0: Yeah. But if you're engaging enough in your explanation. Well, no, it's this, not this. about being engaging. It's
2: about being patient. Because I, I was specifically watching Nathan, who's the master at explaining games. Right. When he was explaining this lame ninja game, right? <laughs> Samurai game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was explaining, you know, I'm just like. Well, everyone was tuned out. It's fascinating. Yeah. Well, people would tune out and here's what he would do. He would just be quiet and wait. Yeah. And he would just kind of look around. And then he would start explaining it again. And then people would. He just had the patience of a saint, yeah. Yeah. and I couldn't do it. I know you couldn't do it. You get like visibly angry when people aren't listening, which I get. It's yeah. very frustrating, but he was really patient. So I think that the burden is on the people listening. You know, hey, this guy's teaching us a game. Let's show some respect, give attention. I, I would not. You know, your resolution I don't think was that important. <laughs> Well, no, I said, you know, I mean, I don't think that you can change the way you a explain a game. Well, no, but I think <laughs> I know? think part
3: of the part of his resolution though was to understand the rules better. So when he was right. explaining them, he didn't need to go to the rule book right. while he's explaining. It, it makes the game. The
0: experience better for of learning new games. So the guy teaching the game actually knows what they're. Yeah, but do doing. you do
2: you really think you were bad at that, or do you think people just? I had trouble there was
0: some. I, I specifically remember
3: some games where we sat down and literally he had to read the rule book for a half an hour before we started playing. Caverna, yeah.
0: Caverna is the worst example.
3: One well, that's that. not even not even Caverna. There was a couple at the house too that we were, you know, we basically waiting for Ryan to read the rules yeah. so we could play the game, and that's even more frustrating yeah. than people because we have the worst group for people actually paying attention to the person explaining a game. And it's not. And that's because, because it's we're not, all social and yeah, friends, and that's and really robots. what it is, is. So we start catching everybody's catching up on, catching up on and stuff, whatnot. and all of a sudden, you know, because even even with the Samurai game, Ahmad, who was really excited about it, was probably one of the worst offenders of not listening to Nathan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after we started playing, Ahmad had some very basic questions that were explained, and he's <laughs> right. just kind of, like, "What are we doing?" Yeah. And so we did, we just have a group that's. Uh, it's hard for them to keep a focus for more than three
0: minutes. I tell you, a really good feeling is when there's. I think it was. Um, dead last when I explained the game dead last to everyone actually no it wasn't dead last but there, there was some game that it was a new game that I had never played and I taught the whole game and Chris Johnson looked at me and he's like have you played this game before and I'm like no this is and he was like amazed He's it, like wow you explained that really well like that was a really good feeling because that that's like what I, I want it to be that even though I've never played it like I can explain it so well that you guys think I'm like an expert at the game and then nobody liked it right yeah <laughs> Well, including me, really. Well, dead last
3: was my dead last game. That was game your dead of, last. Yeah, so. yeah.
2: Okay, so you you made your resolution then.
0: I guess, but the magic number is zero. We need to we need to resolve the bet now. Oh because yeah. It's, the year is over, and I have failed. So the the bet was that if I failed, I had to buy Chris a game, and if I got to zero, he had to buy me one. So Chris, I'm curious, what game I'm buying you?
2: Well, I was considering negotiating this. Yeah. And I would. Like to talk about this on the next podcast, if that's okay.
0: Okay, we will table this discussion. We'll t- table it. for wow. episode thirty. Episode thirty. We'll to wait a whole it. month to hear the negotiation. That's right. Tune in. It'll be worth the it. negotiator. Well, 2017 is upon us, and what are we going to resolute this year? Well,
2: let's do some resoluting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have t- I have like one unofficial one since we're doing like official. My unofficial one is to try to fidget less. Playing the game, and I'm buying fidget toys.
0: Won't that make you fidget more? No, oh,
2: it'll, it'll. Those help you help me to pay attention to the game, because you're doing less bouncing, less checking your phone, less talking.
0: Oh, so I you're going to channel your fidgeting more? Yes, okay. channel. I'm channeling it. I still was going to say because you're still fidgeting,
2: still fidgeting, but in a way that doesn't affect gameplay. Well, don't. That's fidget not my resolution, the by the way. One. That was, say again. <laughs> the, don't use the click one. Yeah, <laughs> use the quiet fidgeters. <laughs> okay. So, that's just a goal. That's not really my resolution. My resolution is to finish designing my own game. Oh,
1: yeah.
3: Whoa.
2: I'm Heard working on designing a game, and my resolution is to have it done this year and maybe have it, like, be out. Done? Like, release. Wow. Yeah, That's aggressive. Or at least, at least have it on the path. There's no that. chance, because even... Okay, 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 let's be real. Okay. I want to have the game done, and be walking the path okay. that I need to walk toward getting it out there. You might have to do some networking at Gen Con. No, that, that's where that's where you come That's in. where you're gonna come in.
0: Oh <laughs> you're All right. hired. All right, so you know what?
2: Let's just talk about it. You now. guys aren't so, gonna see
0: me at Gen Con.
2: Then. No, no, not not networking at Gen Con specifically, but what I was gonna ask in lieu of buying me a game is helping me with the marketing and you know, helping me know what to do in order to get my game reviewed and noticed. Not you got the connections, you know, you've got the game voice, you got all that stuff. So, just it's like an assistance. I'm gonna need some assistance there.
0: I'm pretty sure I could get. I'm almost positive I could get you at least one interview with a publisher, at least one publisher.
2: That's, that's significant.
0: Yeah, and then maybe he, this publisher might be able to recommend others if it's not a fit for for their company. Right.
2: Well, the first step is making the game decent. Yeah. So I'm still working on the mechanics and the theme and all that. So What
0: about your book? How are you writing your book? No. Okay.
3: <laughs> Writer's yeah, block. I'm I, I'm on a cliffhanger. I've I finished know. book 2 and I got nothing. I know.
0: I
2: I cannot Right, right now. Cancelled. Season after season two. (laughs) No. I will finish the book, but I need to love doing it And right now. I understand that. that. You have to enjoy that. There's a lot going on personally, and this game, inventing this game is channeling my energy in a very positive way. I have a question,
0: though. Is this the game that Nitwit ruined, or is this a different game? Because you had another game idea. No, this is the game. It's the same game. It's not a
2: game that Nitwit ruined. That's an exaggeration. That's sort of true. (laughs) It there was an asp. No, no, you're right. There was a different game. That's why I'm inventing this game instead okay. of the other one. Nitwit did ruin a game. Okay. Yeah.
0: You had some voting system yeah. you are going to use. It was going
2: to be a voting system, and I realized how horrible that was when we played <laughs> Nitwit. Okay. <laughs> instead of having rules as to points, you know, having people vote on it makes no sense.
0: Are you going to be accepting ideas or input yes, on the game? Absolutely. Okay. We put a cliffhanger out there for episode thirty, and then we yeah, yeah. we so jumped so off the cliff. You, yeah, you got to cut That's all this what and we paste do. it into thirty.
2: <laughs> we get we we don't follow. Keep our own them agenda.
0: guessing. So no cliffhanger in episode thirty. No reason yeah. to even come listen.
2: Yeah.
3: Anyway, <laughs> resolutions two thousand seventeen. Tim, you're up. Oh yes. Well, since I had an epic failure, yeah, of not being able to play one game, I figured I'd keep it easy and just you know have a thing that I'll eat pizza every game night. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, that would too do, that's too easy.
0: We'll, like, we'll start ordering uh, Chipotle instead yeah. or something.
3: That's <laughs> exactly what happened. So, my resolution is to continue playing X-Wing monthly with my brother because hmm. we've now had the case. He has he now moved back to Chicago. So, he is now downtown, not with my mom. So, it's not just a case of me going over to my mom's place and I was playing X-Wing. It's now a to-do for him to hop on a train and come out and stuff. So, shouldn't it be his resolution? Oh, because like I got to keep him motivated to come out and play. It seems out of your control. So, no, I, you know, there's still some motivation there. I can keep him motivated to come out and and continue yeah, playing. Yeah, you could say, so, this is my resolution.
2: You're going to blow it for me if you don't. Oh, he won't out. give a crap about that. But know, Ryan's
0: right. Yeah. You have no control over this resolution. True. Speaking of your challenger is awaiting yeah. my friend Aaron. Oh, yeah. He's ready to destroy you in X-Wing. Okay. Do you take requests <laughs> for your resolution? I can take a request. Finish the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, actually, I I did. Well, if it counts, I did finish a bathroom. It just wasn't the game. Was the one master. upstairs. It yeah. was the master bathroom upstairs. Right. Yeah, That's So true. But yeah, I, I'm I'm actually in like. Uh, so you're like an expert. In I'm it. in construction mode. I'm actually kind of like in construction mode. So we should just cancel I'm, all game I'm, nights. I'm kind of you know. No, I'm doing it, I'm doing it on the weekends. Okay. You know, kids are at an appropriate age that I can actually get stuff done. And I can get them playing on the pool table and stuff like that, and I can get some work done. So the, my really big problem is I got to figure out how to finish the shower area because uh, the chance of my brother coming over and doing it
0: is probably zero. Should we do like a GoFundMe or something? <laughs> I mean, you could just <laughs> hire someone. to
3: <laughs> Well, that's just I—I I got a little bit of a block there because I, I hired someone to do my master, oh, and I went through two separate contractors and ended up finishing it my friggin' self. Oh, so I got a little gun Did you Use Angie's there. List. No, how much you do you use- think this will cost? The bathroom? I mean, a bathroom I'm, that's... I might, I might fund this. A, a bathroom that size, you know, probably four grand. All right, we'll talk, like that. We'll talk so, after the go, podcast. Fund, <laughs> go
0: fund me. Fund my bathroom. I wonder if people would actually fund that if we put it on GoFundMe. I don't know. Help us finish the bathroom for our friend's gaming room. So people don't have to walk upstairs to pee. We that's, should we should it's put that convenient. Well, it
3: is. I agree. I have the bathroom down there it would be epic.
0: All right. So here's my gaming resolution. And by the way, Tim, I think you're screwed on yours because it's totally up to Jim.
3: Yeah, but I gotta like convince him to
0: come all out right, and play. So your resolution is really about engaging your brother in yes, the hobby of gaming. There you go. Against all odds. Against all odds. All right. That's a good resolution. My 2017 gaming resolution. is... I don't have a good way to say this, but it's to permanently shift to being a more informed and careful game curator of my game collection. Well, more informed, meaning, meaning not more buying fluent, fluent the rules? No, more informed, not, not buying the duds. Yeah. Oh, more better informed, purchases. Better, yeah. So as I'm getting down to, through my last, uh, the Sweet 16, I'm noticing that they're, I don't have that much interest in even playing some of them. It's like, that's the reason that they've been there so long. Yeah. It's like I'm getting to the the bottom of the barrel in some ways. Scraping off the I mean, slush. they're they're good enough that I want I still have an interest, but it's not as much as like there's probably ten games that came out last year that I'd rather play than the the thirteen that are left on my shelf. So your resolution is to do a better job yeah. deciding what to
2: purchase. And, and
0: I have some bullet points okay. to explain this. So the first one is once my magic number is to zero, which it will be. Allegedly. It's to keep it to two or four games. Now you might ask, <laughs> why two or four? <laughs> I know the answer to that. Because I want it to be less than five, but it can't be one, can't three, be or five number, because right. those are odd numbers. <laughs> so I have to keep it to two wow. or four games. And and part of this is also it's kind of a an offshoot is to start getting more enjoyment from the games that are on my shelf because I've got a lot of games and I have a lot of games that I've only played one time because I'm just been focusing on getting my games played. And I want to go back and play. There's, a, there's some, a lot of them that I really want to play again that I've only played like once or twice. What happens if you just sold all the games that are zero. left? It'd be zero. So why don't you just do that? Because I'm interested enough to keep them and, and okay, give them a So try. you're not completely checked out. Right. No. If, if I was completely checked out, they'd go in the deferred shelf. Okay. By the way, all the deferred games are now in in boxes. They're not even on yeah, the shelf. Yeah, but the
3: deferred games are games you still intend to play. These No. No, he doesn't intend to play those. Things. Some of them won't be played. Some, well, them won't some, be of them some of them are on the side because he's waiting for Evan. To right. come that's what I mean.
0: You're right. You're right. So, well, there are some deferred games that they're deferred from the magic number list because I'm waiting to sell them. There's other deferred games that I'm waiting till Evan's like 13. Gotcha. So getting more enjoyment from the games on my shelf. And then just getting rid of games that don't deserve space on my shelf. So I'm just going to keep my collection refined and make more informed purchases. I don't know how I'm gonna. I don't know how you measure. That. How I'm going measure this. I think it's gonna be by when I scan my shelf at the end of 2017 when I'm in my recliner and I'm scanning my shelf. I will have no negative feelings, and I'll have no games on the shelf that are unplayed. <laughs> well, it's, gonna it's,
3: it's more that it's the ones that you acquire this year. You look at the games you acquire this year, and the amount of duds versus good games. That'll give you your yeah. That's that's a good way to measure. If it. You bought ten games, and only two of them were duds. You did pretty good. If yeah, what's
2: your six, six d- of them were duds in, in 2016? We should figure that out, and then we could compare it to 2017. Yeah,
0: I don't think it was that bad in 2016 because I've ki- I kind of started this unofficially, but now that I'm I'm really approaching the end of the magic number list, and I can shift into like being a better buyer. It's like I'm, I'm starting to think about it more now. So in your spreadsheet, that I'm sure you have somewhere,
2: oh, yeah. Yeah. you're going to have a column based on 2016. Okay. And then, because you're still cranking out whether you like a game or not with these, these bottom 16, right? So you're going to have to measure dud, not dud. Yeah. And just keep it in the 2016 column and start beginning a 2017 column. By the end of the year,
0: if your dud percentage is better, then you succeeded.
2: Yeah. But... D- is part of your resolution to get to zero?
0: I no. I'm. This is under the assumption that I'm getting to zero. So it is then. It's inferred. But what if you don't get to zero? <laughs> That's Does not that going to happen. Fail? It's not going to happen.
2: But it could. It's not probable. But what if it did?
0: I don't think it'd fail because I'm. Re- it's really about the when and if I buy new games, making sure they're not duds. I actually, ha- I don't have any games on my shelf that are unplayed right now that I bought in 2016. Every game that I bought in 2016, I've played. Uh-huh. These well, are games that have been there for over a year, sometimes two years, well, sometimes three years. You, should, oh you, should, to, three you years. should
3: then be able to give yourself a little bit of a, whether you determined that the game was a dud or a success Yeah, off your 2016 list.
0: Yeah. I can figure out my purchases easily from 2016 and which yeah. ones were duds. I'll I'll try to pull it together for episode 31. I think that you'll <laughs> you'll succeed at this. Yeah? Yeah. 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 yeah
3: you you get you get into the like research the you confidence. like researching new games this is this is like right down your alley
2: yeah, yeah.
0: now it's down to the uh smart purchasing versus yeah. purchasing on impulse so here's two duds that came out that i can off the top of my head dead last was a dud oh well, that was a big dud but you have to admit when i explained dead last it sounded fun yeah i admit that and that's what it was like sounds like survivor when i was uh, researching it like everyone said this game was great what about the game with the the foam pistols that's a very well-regarded game that was released a few years what ago. Would you consider that a dud? I think that no, because I played that in my other group. and What's it's the name been of Really game? fun, uh, Cash and Guns.
2: Yeah, I don't we, know why we were why talking that, about
0: that earlier. I don't know why that bombed in our in our Wednesday group, but in our in my other group that well, it, game was, it was the GenCon group. Well.
3: We never played that at the Wednesday group. That was the Con group,
0: which is kind of the same group. No, because you know, we uh, had no. we had
3: James there, and Chip. James likes Chip that game and, though. I think.
0: Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. It was mostly you guys that didn't like it.
2: I was actually doing decent in the game, but then when I started not doing well, I didn't think it had anything to do with my decision. It might oh, be true. It's, it's a, a, a dar
0: factor. I mean, it's a party game.
3: I, I got to draw cards once the whole, the whole game. Well,
0: you so had the problem. It was very, you very, you like very, targeted very, very general. boring to me. And well, the problem the is game. I got I either... You can't I tell. Got, I, got, I got targeted every time. Yeah. So I, I think I'm, maybe I'm good at the game because I like... It's the whole elusive... How do you... It's it's my It's my inherent skill at not getting voted out. Yes. It comes out in that game. No one will point the gun at me. It's like they try to point it at me and it just moves to the person next to me. I'm I'm immune. All right. Well maybe there's something to that. So bad. I like that's why I like it. Okay. Moving on. So anyway, 2017, we will recap this at the beginning of 2018. We'll see you in December. We'll recap. It's time for a segment we haven't done in a while. Oh, I think it's time for some grilling. Grill Ryan. Grill Ryan. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you tell everyone what this segment is, Chris?
2: The the whole purpose of the segment, Grill Ryan, is uh, Tim and I will prepare some questions, you know, and we'll hit Ryan with these questions one after another. You know, unlike other parts of the podcast, Ryan has no chance to research and think about these (laughs) questions. He has to answer off the cuff and just kind of give honest, unfiltered responses to these questions in the best he can with no preparation. It's all about not being prepared being spontaneous and the first thing off his head and you know a little background too for people who are just joining the show ryan is you know we seem like the three of us are equal speakers but ryan is the he he, it is his show oh yes he's the brainchild behind the podcast so without ryan there would be no show he's the one who knows the games so we're gonna we're gonna do
0: some grilling like making me nervous my hands are all sweaty oh (laughs) just wait (laughs) oh boy all right so Who's, should we begin? Yeah. Uh, first Who's of all, how many questions are, do, am I expecting here? I've got a
2: handful, eight, nine.
0: Oh my gosh! Indeterminate. Okay, let's do Make, this. Let me come up with a few more on the fly.
2: Okay. Why aren't there more girls involved in board gaming?
0: Uh, um. Okay. The majority of gamers in a typical gaming scene aren't very welcoming to females. That would be my. That would be my response. <laughs> That's
2: a politically correct way of slamming everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted the honest answer. But why wouldn't girls have their own gaming group then?
0: Well, I, I also think that board gaming, is it's kind of like video games and other geeky hobbies. It tends to be more male. Maybe it's just the way we're designed. It's the way the brains are. Yeah, so... I, I But I do, I do think that it's not. It could be very uninviting in some in some ways. Yeah. Well, I know we do have girls in our audience,
2: and we have girls that come to our gaming group, and they're great. I mean, we have a good time, and they they enjoy it. So it just it would be nice if there were more. You know, it would be. Yeah. And I'm you know.
0: So where I see more actually, I think our exposure to board gamers is mostly Gen Con, and I don't actually think Gen Con is a good representation of the male female uh split in board gaming in particular. Cause if you go to bgg Con, there's a lot more girls. I would say thirty percent. But would you say thirty percent
2: of our audience is female? Probably not. No, probably twenty. I think it would match Gen Con more our than G Con,
0: yeah. But for board gaming, BGG Con is just for board games. So I'm using that as a better d- okay. determinant than Gen Con.
2: But in BGG Con, you have a lot of people like Esther who are coming because their husband or boyfriend is into it. I don't because- think at
0: BGG Con you are. No? Because that's really, there's nothing else to do there. <laughs> okay. But I did hear like the Dice Tower Cruise was almost 50% because it was a cruise. So that was like a lot of guys and bringing their wives because there's a lot of other things for the wives to do. Gamers bringing their spouses, but, right. you know, mostly guys bring their wives. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, the, <laughs> are the wives actually participating or
3: are they up on the... Uh,
0: it's probably a mix. Jack at the pool. But Esther, I mean, I brought the idea to Esther for the Dice Star Cruise this year and she's considering it because we're not going to go to Origins this year. So... Okay. Well, that kind of rolled in my first question is, you know, where do you think Esther is on the whole con circuit that you've been dragging her on? <laughs> So I only dragged her to one, which is Origins. And luckily we just ran into a random friend there, also a girl that was used to be in our small group. I think I talked about this um, when I talked about Origins, but so when we go there, it's actually me and Esther and then this girl, this other girl that was from our church and her sister. So it's me and three girls. So while we're gaming, there's a lot of um, pauses kind of I would say in the middle of the game for just talking where they're just like talking All about right. stuff. So, I actually think that convention in particular she's fine. There's no chance she would have fun at Gen Con. No. Yeah. BGG Con, I don't think so either because it it's just too much. She can't play games in, in rapid succession like that. So, I would say she's still okay with it, but only one a year and only if there's lots of other things for us to do yeah. while we're there. Well, then maybe that rolled into question one, too, is the girls want to chat and all the ADD
3: guys just drive them crazy. So they just stay away.
2: Yeah, could be. (laughs) All right. Next question for Grill Ryan. A year ago, we were talking about the legacy mechanic and how it was, you know, a 2016 thing. How do you see the board gaming industry trending this year mechanics wise? Is there anything new coming out like that?
0: As of now, I haven't seen anything new, honestly. I think for the legacy mechanic, there's going to be a couple games coming out, some of which I'm pretty excited about, but I'm not seeing, I didn't see anything in 2016 that was super innovative. There's nothing was, this year you see coming that looks innovative. Uh, what I, from what I've seen so far, not really. So no, I, I'm not foreseeing any major breakthroughs and in innovation this year, to be honest. Okay. So in our current game group, who, what what is annoying you the most on
3: Wednesday nights when we're gaming?
0: The most annoying thing on Wednesday nights is when so Tim and and myself and um, Nathan and now our friend Ross, we show up early and we play Pandemic Legacy. And we're playing and then everyone else starts showing up. And the most annoying thing to me on Wednesday night is that the people who show up don't play games. So it makes us feel bad. So we're trying to finish our game. And then everyone else who shows up late, Chris is one one of them. They're like sitting and talking and it makes us feel like we have to rush our game like they're waiting for us when there's enough people there that they could just start another game. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't know if it's just, you just are enjoying socializing or if you guys are actually waiting for us to finish. i I'm not, what it, I can explain that. So okay. what
2: it is, is not everybody's there yet. Okay. A lot of times we're waiting for Serenity mod or somebody that we know is on their way. And so we don't want to start a game and then have them appear, which is actually kind of what we did last time. We started a game knowing they were coming and just rolled them into the game. The problem was Joel had to explain the game twice—once to us and then again to those guys. Yeah. So that's interesting that that annoys you. I had no idea.
0: It's 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 not just me. I think. Yeah. It's, no. Because
3: really. Yeah. Because sometimes it's kind of distracting because sometimes people are interjecting things while we're trying to do things and.
2: Like, we, are we trying to talk to you when it's you're some, playing?
3: Sometimes, yeah, because it's you know you guys are kind of doing social things and either that or you know you'll say something and we'll hear it and look your way or something and it's kind of weird. Like a
0: rest. A rest is in a full-on
2: conversation like halfway through the game (laughs) when we were playing. Well, don't think part of that is that it's not that good of a game.
3: No. No, actually, and what (laughs) what happened last time too is we started at 5.30 figuring we had plenty of time. We had an hour before anyone would start showing up because we were at a point where start time was six, but people weren't showing up till seven. Right. Now, we're starting at 5.30 and people are showing up at like 5.45. Right. It's like, what the heck is going on here? We usually had yeah. – so now people are like actually getting there earlier for some reason and we're kind of like, oh. So actually
0: I actually have a suggestion that would fix this problem. You guys need some filler games. You need some games that you can play in 15 to 20 minutes that you could play while you're waiting. Well, no. I think they're good with the
3: socializing. <laughs> that I would fix the they,
0: problem they, for you. <laughs>
3: wouldn't it fix it for you too? No. Like
0: when I get there
2: – and I don't know how much people care about this particular story. But, you know, I'm eating some pizza and I'm catching up with, you know, the guys. And it's kind of nice to chat for Oh, so you're fine minutes, with so. the
0: chatting? Yeah, I didn't – I had no idea it was bothering so, so you So there's though. nothing in your mind that's like – it's like you're waiting for us to finish. I'm, I'm more – no, I know. Okay. No. Because that's no, what I, it feels like.
2: No, I feel sorry for you guys that you're playing this <laughs> stupid game and that you can't
0: join us with whatever the fun game is going to be. I, I mean, I – I am not just saying this to be faci- like the the pandemic legacy is the thing I look forward to the most on game night. That's how much fun <laughs> I'm God. having playing it. Okay, so but <laughs> we we really don't
2: have like a desire to it rip you out of the game though. It's nothing like that. So I, well, that's good. That should put us at ease then. You yeah, can just do our thing. It's all good. In. So and annoying might be a strong word too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this is an interesting question. Off the cuff. I, I like the question. Okay. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> do you want to die playing a board game? Is that how you want to go? No.
0: This is this supposed to be a serious question? Yeah,
2: like how do you want to die? How
0: do I don't want to if die? Not,
2: if not playing a game and having fun.
0: Are you looking for a funny answer or a serious No, answer? I'm being completely serious. I, I don't want to die. I don't want my death to have anything to do with board games. I want to die peacefully in my sleep knowing that my family is provided for and happy. That's why I want to die. Yeah, hey, but what if your magic number isn't at zero?
2: <laughs> I'll sell everything on eBay right before I die. Well, what if you didn't? And what if it's on an, even or an odd number day?
0: You know, Evan can pick up the legacy. Evan, here's Ooh, the magic it's a legacy number. game.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Ryan's life is a legacy. Yeah,
0: he can take over where I left <laughs> off. Okay,
2: fair enough.
3: <laughs> so, given that we have started the Alvaron campaign and you're you're mostly involved in so, some but RPG, you're not actually playing. Yeah, how much do you actually miss role playing, and how much do you actually want
0: to get in there and role play? That's a fair question. I I I miss role playing a lot. The bystander mode I'm in now is actually fun. So I am, I am having fun just kind of not playing, but it's like, it's a good um, compromise for me. And we'll get into this later on in the episode, but oh. role-playing for me is too immersive to where I obsess about it. Yeah, because you're not obsessive now. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this more later, but here's what would happen to him if I joined Alvaron. I would get completely into it and then I would just quit because it's like overwhelming me. And then everyone would be upset at me. So rather than do that, I'm kind of in this place where I'm kind of contributing and, and playing along. I just don't have a character in the game. Okay. It just seems kind of funny because yeah, it's like you're you're basically kind of doing everything except playing. Well, I actually that. don't I've never joined like the sessions. I've yeah. like the times I've got on uh, on the phone have only been for like twenty minutes. Mm. I've never had time actually to be there the whole night. Um. So time is a factor too. But yeah, I I miss it. I I I definitely admit that I miss it. I just I don't want to go through all that again. (laughs) I don't want to pull another delirium.
2: Yeah, Ryan's uh, issues with RPGs goes way back. Yeah, (laughs) board (laughs) games is kind of like his addiction fix for some of the problems he had with with RPGs.
0: It's been a rocky road in the
2: RPG playing for me. Okay, so my next question kind of goes back to a little bit off of the pandemic legacy that we just talked about. Can opinions of a game ever be wrong? Like, for like, is there is there any game that's unanimously hated? Or is it always divided? And I guess these are kind of follow-up questions, but should there be more consensus than there is? I'm not saying everybody has to always agree. Of course, that's not going to happen. But shouldn't it happen sometimes where everybody agrees? It seems like it never does, and I'd like your thoughts on that.
0: If you divided gamers into archetypes into just people who like strategic games and if you could distill it out that way then i think those groups would be very would have very similar opinions on games but because gaming isn't just one there's not just one type of game there's all these different facets and actually maybe we'll talk about this in a future episode but there's different there's different subgenres of games and different Personalities like different types of games, so there's never going to be a game that's universally hated. For example, Flux, horrible. Everyone in this room despises Flux, but Flux is like the best-selling game from Looney Labs. It's one of the best-selling board games. Munchkin, a perf- another perfect example. Munchkin is the reason Steve Jackson Games is in business. They make millions of dollars off Munchkin every year. If you walk around, if, like if you pulled our listeners. Like, who likes Munchkin and who doesn't? Probably 70% would say they hate Munchkin. But in the world, it's one of the best-selling games. So I kind of don't accept your answer. And here's why. (laughs) The Harry
2: Potter game that you just talked about. So you, I'm going to guess that it was Eric Summer that didn't like, or that does like it. Yeah. And you don't like it. Right. I would assert that you guys are not that different in your gaming tastes. Especially with whatever that mechanic is, the way you described it briefly before, and yet there are two opposite opinions, and I don't understand why there isn't more consensus. Your point about the art, archetypes is a good point, but that's sort of not where I'm going with this. Okay. Even within the same archetype, we have there, there's this disagreement. You hate co-op games, and yet you just talked about how you look forward to Pandemic Legacy. There's a strange inconsistency among people. Okay. where sometimes somebody will like a game, sometimes somebody hates a game. It's the same game. They're from the same archetype. Why is that?
0: So then then I think it comes down to the experience you had playing the game cuz that that's a huge thing cuz you can't you can't take a game, you can't judge a game just on the mechanics or the rules. It's all about the experience. So my experience playing the Harry Potter game with three other people who didn't like it made it a bad experience. But maybe Eric Summerer, who's playing it with his son, is enjoying it because his son is into Harry Potter and that's making it more fun to him.
2: So if you played it with people that liked the game, you you would like it?
0: I might like possible. it more if the people around me are enjoying it, that might so elevate he might be the right. game. Who? Eric Summer? Yeah, I mean, he's right that he likes a game that a seven-year-old likes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he might be right that it's a good game. Seven, it might be fun for a seven-year-old.
3: But you know, it goes back to like going to school too. You know? You've know, you got a good instructor and you get a lot out of the class versus a bad instructor where you're just loathing the class and you're just trying to get through it. Same thing. The group you're playing with, if it's a really fun group and they're actually getting into it, it's going to cause you to get then into it more. Wouldn't that
2: mean the people that don't like it are wrong? No. Because, because the game is good.
3: I don't think opinions can ever no, It's, really it's, wrong. it's, it's uh, There's the beauty. they can. That's opinions? the beauty of the world though, right? There's, there's huge variety and... Some people hate carrots and some people like carrots. Neither one's wrong. But apparently carrots
2: scream yeah. when you rip them but out
3: of the ground. But they do scream when you rip them out of the ground, I've heard. Yes. New scientific data has proved.
0: So, hold, hold on. I just want to point out that Chris just claimed that he thinks opinions can be wrong. They can be. There's no it, Tim, is, Tim just
2: proved that they it's, can it's be. It's an opinion. Opinion. No, they can be wrong. And in, here's, here's an example. Subjective. No, here's okay. an example. You may be basing an opinion off of misinformation therefore it would be wrong and tim's example of the the classroom it's two people who like math one person has a really good math teacher one person has a horrible math teacher you know the horrible the guy with the horrible math teacher is going to say i hate math math is horrible i hate it his opinion is flawed because he he's having a, a bad experience because his teacher did not do a good job teaching it your experience with harry potter it sounds like the, because you were with people that didn't like the game, it it influenced your opinion in a way that, based on other respected gaming community members, it's, it could be a good game. It influenced you
3: negatively. I'm thinking, Wednesday, Chris and Ryan playing Harry Potter. Yeah,
0: I'm not buying that one.
2: <laughs> See, you won't play it because you believe it's a bad game. It is. It has nothing to do with the people you, you played with.
0: So, so you're basically, you're, so
3: I guess to counter... Based, based on this argument... Pandemic Legacy is great, and Chris just doesn't
0: know it, so he should play it. No, I think it's the opposite. It, no, see, <laughs> you, so you're wrong. You guys are smoking something when you play. it. So your opinions are based on the context that you have, right? Well, there's a there's a certain part of your
2: opinion that is accurate, like a percentage that's based on your environment that you're in and your experience. And sometimes you may have a bad experience, and it influences your opinion. To jar it from being accurate. But it's still your opinion. But if you, let's say that you play a game and it's with people who just are awful, like they're just, they're micromanaging you and they're telling you what to do and they're, they're fiddling with you and they're telling you how to make your turn. And then you turn around and play the exact same game with a different group of people and they're just normal and you you say, oh, I actually like this game. If you were to give the opinion that you hated the game after one try, you would have been wrong because you actually, your opinion was skewed by variables that uh, that affected you too much.
0: Well, this is why when you make statements like Harry Potter is the worst game of 2016, you preface them with, in my opinion. So that's my opinion of the Harry Potter game. It could be fine for other people. I'm not saying other people shouldn't play it. I'm not going to play it again. I think it was a bad game. That's my opinion. Well, right, but the question wasn't about the Harry game. Yeah, what was the question again? The question
2: was directly related to what I just said. It, it is the way your opinions can be formed based on misinformation. Okay, and therefore, you know, like it, it's the pandemic legacy is is, a, is an example of what you were saying with the archetypes. So yep. you have some people who like co op games, some people who don't, and of course, the people who like co op games are going to like that games. That's not what I mean. So that that goes without saying but when you have people who are generally similar in taste from the same archetype why wouldn't they agree at least at least show me an example where something is unanimously loved or unanimously hated within the same archetype uh, it just doesn't seem to happen there's like so much differing opinions and i just
0: right and my response to that is because of the experience they the different experiences they had playing the game yeah and but a good new good scientific
3: life. experiment 100% of rats put into a fish tank of water all drown. So water is therefore bad for you. <laughs>
0: you know what it is, Chris? There's no control. When you do when you actually do an experiment, you know, in a lab, from what I remember of science, is you have to have a control. Right. And there's no control. Well, so. the control in this case
2: would
3: be you play games with the same people.
0: Okay. But then with
3: that, then 100% of the time he plays with that same group of people, he's still going to hate them.
0: We're then, all going to hate them. Eric
3: would have to play with that group
2: of people. And if he didn't like the game... Then I think it's the people.
0: Right. But it, when he plays with them, it might elevate their experience. Right. So it's It's, it's scientifically flawed. Yeah. There's yeah. no mm. way to measure it. That's why it's an interesting question. Yeah. Immeasurable. So
2: what's more enjoyable, board gaming with Esther or having a nice romantic dinner with Esther? Esther being Ryan's wife.
0: <laughs> okay. If she's enjoying the game or not, because that's important, because 50% of the time. Sure. She's not enjoying it. Sure, a nice romantic dinner where she enjoys dinner
2: and a, and a board game where she's enjoying the game. So a nice romantic dinner out or board gaming? A <laughs>
1: board game. Really? Wow. Uh, All know. right,
2: let let the emails flood. People. Yeah, I, well, I'm being honest. Yes, would, you are. Baby. I would
0: have more fun, although a romantic dinner out, it's a lot of work for a guy. The, the, the romantic dinner, I mean, you have to like think of it, you have to plan it, you have to... Make the reservation, you have to dress up, you have to drive.
3: There's not
2: that many people that deserve it. That sounds like
3: game night.
0: No, game night I'm wearing sweatpants. Yeah,
3: but you gotta plan it, you (laughs) gotta drive there, you gotta schedule it, you gotta get everyone to agree to come to a certain night.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's like I'm whining and dining, you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Except I'm supplying the food. True. That's true. Well, you make pay for it though. Well, yeah, I'm making pay for it. (laughs) I order. We go Dutch and game night.
2: What do you appreciate more about Esther? That she plays games with you or that she understands your psychotic hobby and supports it. Oh, definitely from afar.
0: Definitely the second one. Okay. Because if it's she, worth more, isn't it? Oh man. Because that's like an investment. Playing a game with me, that's like winning a like a hundred dollars in a scratch off ticket. But <laughs> but having having her understand like in general, that's like winning so the lottery. Winning the lottery. Yeah. That's
3: that's good. Well said. Yeah. Wow. So how crushed would you be if when, you know, Evan comes of age to where you want to play those games and he just has zero interest and basically like, dad, I want to go out and throw the ball around as opposed to play those stupid games.
0: I'd be okay with throwing the ball around, but I, w- I would say.
3: Well, pretty- he wants to throw the ball around with his friends, not you.
0: Oh. <laughs> That's not <his> fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, I'd be a little disappointed, but I'm, I won't force it upon him. Uh, right now he loves games, but there's always Ava backup plan
2: (laughs) (laughs) or you could always have a third
0: yeah (laughs) just keep
2: having them until they like
0: one of them one of them
3: eventually will yeah
2: okay last question for me
3: all right at the last
2: grill ryan one of the things i asked you is what you'd like the listeners to know about you that they might not already know and you mentioned being a devout christian just it's part of your life so i want to give you the chance if there's anything personally about you that the listeners might not know about you that you'd like to share
0: Something the listeners might not know is that when I was growing up, my mother worked for the Peoria Riverman IHL hockey team, which at that time was the, the IHL was the league directly below the NHL, and they were the farm team for the St. Louis Blues. So I grew up, I would go to these hockey games every weekend, and I personally knew players, like the player, all the players on the team, some of which went up to the NHL, some of them became pretty well known, like Curtis Joseph, the the goalie for the Blues for many years. Tony Twist, one of the one of the best fighters ever in the NHL. Like I played Blades of Steel with Tony Twist one time <laughs> uh, on my Nintendo. So and I got to skate like in the the rink and yeah. So that was like my childhood was really uh, every weekend uh, going to these games and then. Uh, and then playing too. that's how I got into playing So I played hockey all through college uh, and a lot and that was all because of my mom working for this uh, this hockey team. Cool, being like a cool. VIP. All right, so let's let's say that you actually convince Esther to go on the cruise. okay?
3: What activity would you most participate in other than the gaming stuff? So all the gaming stuff done it's it's Sunday, no game day. You need to do a cruise activity. What do you end up doing?
0: So there's a problem with this question. That I've never been on a cruise, so I actually don't even know what the, what the activities well, I just think,
3: are. You're down in the Caribbean. You figure there's uh, there's snorkeling. There's scuba diving. There's uh, parasailing. There's go laying on a beach. There's go laying at the pool. You've okay. got ice arena there that you skate around in. You've got you wow. know, all kinds of stuff. Pretty much Um, almost anything you can do on land, there's probably something there on the
0: ship to do. So, this is not the excursions or not the stops, but on the the ship, it's. Yeah, well, no, they could be off the ship because, like, a scuba dive would be off the ship. I would definitely not scuba dive. For one, Esther can't swim. So, anything swimming, we would not do. Okay. The thing that I look forward to the most is actually when you stop, wherever you stop and going out into the town and just like walking around and shopping or whatever. Um, We actually enjoy doing stuff like that. So. I think that's the thing we would look forward to the most. It's kind of girly. Yeah, it is a little, <laughs> I guess, but we have fun doing that. Do you look for games? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, I'm always like, hey, let's go in this little boutique here because I see something like it could potentially have a game in there. So it's like always in the back of my mind. It's like this treasure hunt. So do you like shop for things? And get oh, that could be a good game piece replacement. For oh her. yeah. Almost every store I go into, Tim, I'm thinking, what is in this store that is related to games that I could go look at? So, like sometimes we we go thrift shopping, we go, we'll go to like thrift stores, and I'm just like, all right, uh, see you, honey, and I go immediately to the games, look through all the games, and then I look through the puzzles to make sure there's no games in there, and then I go find Esther and like I walk around with her for a while until she's done. That, that's like the typical shopping experience oh, for me. That's hilarious. And every now and then I I, I strike gold. Wow. That's what keeps me going. Like. Like in Door County, we, we're in Door County, um, which is like a place people go that live in Chicago. It's like this peninsula in Wisconsin. And uh, we're going around shopping. There's like antique places and all this stuff. And I found a game in Door County that I wanted to buy. It's a game called Guillotine. and oh, yeah. It was like in this random little resale shop in Door County. So it's like you have these fines every now and then, and it just it keeps you wanting to go. It's like getting a hole-in-one in golf.
3: It's like American Pickers, but for games.
0: Yeah. What's American Pickers?
3: Uh, it's a show where they go around to like junkyards and stuff and find <laughs> never saw stuff.
2: I was busy watching The Bachelor.
3: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and talking about girly. <laughs> no.
2: Uh, I, I have nothing to defend myself with.
0: <laughs> All right. Are we done? That's it. I think, you, I you, think made you made it. it. All right. I'm feeling okay. Just Good a little job. grilled. It's time table for some talk. table talk. Table
3: talk. Remember, folks, Dice Tower
0: Network cares.
2: I think we're going to talk about gaming life balance.
0: We are Chris. We are going to talk about gaming life balance. Thank you for bringing that up. Wow. That's what I thought I should do. That's like Winky <laughs> dinkle. Was, it was well done. So I want to read this uh, cause this is, this was actually a topic suggestion from our dice tower network. Cool stuff, Inc giveaway. If you recall mm-hmm.
3: that I do.
0: Um, so we had people give us table talk segment suggestions and this one came from longtime listener, old school gamer, also known as OSG. Actually, I actually have no idea what this guy's real name is or if it's even a guy. Now that I think about it, uh, he just goes by, he or she goes by OSG. I'm, I've always wondered actually, OSG, if you're like some famous industry person that just. I think there's a 70% chance it's a guy. Yeah. Based
2: on our previous <laughs> discussion. Right. I,
3: I think there's a 3% chance he's actually famous. 3 <laughs>
0: What if it's like... Uh, I think he's probably famous. He's an old-school gamer. It could be some famous like game designer that just snoops around and doesn't want anyone to know who he is. Yeah, well, plus his question's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. his question is good. Speaking of his question, <laughs> here it is. He says, how do you balance being avid board game fans and your personal life, family, work, children, other social activities? It seems the three of you have diverse circumstances with respect to how board gaming fits in your life and it would be interesting to hear about the challenges of gaming and doing the podcast, attending conferences, buying and collecting games with respect to the other people in your life. And, you know, I was scrolling through the topics and this one jumped out at me. I thought it'd be a good one for us to discuss. So thank you, OSG, for the suggestion. Question. And now we shall discuss. Well, shall we break it down by your <laughs> right, my <laughs> category? I, I
3: think this is a good thing because at least we can kind of summarize Right. What our schedule actually yeah. is. Yeah. So, so,
0: so just, how often do we game? Yeah. So describe your typical gaming schedule just to start. So everyone has the context. Each week, month, and year. Well, I
3: think that was your choice on
0: whether... How no, no. I game. have all of them.
3: Okay. I have mine by the month. Okay. <laughs> Once you have that, you can just multiply by 12. Exactly. All right. So my breakdown is on a monthly basis, I will generally board game one evening. I will X-wing one evening. And I will role-play two evenings.
2: So that's every month.
3: Every month, I've got about four set gaming activities. Five, including the podcast. Five, if we count the podcast. Yes, so five days per month.
2: And I'm similar to Tim. It's almost exactly the same. Probably one less. So I want to hear the exact count, though. So we have uh, one board game night. And we've been doing role-playing like every three weeks, so... Say one and a half of those, I rounded up to two. Well then I think we round have the podcast. Up one more. Because yeah. I was counting my well, other sessions. Yeah. So I'd have three board games, or yeah. three role play then. Right. So it'd be it'd be a little higher. So it's a range, yes. you know, maybe four to five for you, three to four for me. Yeah. Okay. And then the podcast is the last one. So, you know, we podcast once a month, right? Aren't you leaving something out? Don't you play magic with Dave? Oh, we haven't yes. So we yeah. haven't done that in a few months, oh. so we're on a hiatus. I well, see. this is
3: also typically a lunchtime activity for them, so it does not affect the well, after-work social count?
0: Oh, that counts. I'm counting all that. Oh, because it's, it's uh, the work balance? So, yeah, okay. CCG,
2: uh, You know, when we are playing, we're playing multiple times a week. Yeah, But, you know, lunch hour, sometimes after work. We haven't done that in a while, so I didn't count it, but that's a fair point. I think when we are on doing that, you could say two to three times a week.
0: And then how much time do you spend, Chris, um, prepping for the role-playing? Oh, my God. So a
2: lot of time. Because that's part so of it, So right? if we're going to count that, oh. I need to change my answer completely. So for for the role-playing game that I run, we record the sessions in MP3. And most people at first find that a little strange. But then you quickly realize why we do it. Uh, they're very entertaining to listen to. And it's such a, a linear storyline it's just it's a continual it's like serial is a better word than linear it's serialized and in order to kind of keep up with what's going on and the intrigue and things like that it's to your benefit to know what's going on in the past and to refresh yourselves what happened last month 2 months ago 3 months ago so the point is we record them i listen to the mp3s 3 to 4 times between sessions so we we play i i will take those mp3s and listen to them multiple times and I don't say make notes because I'm out and about doing it, but I have my phone with me. I get Evernote out and make notes about stuff that I notice that I don't catch when we're playing. Then I sit down with my spreadsheet, which is one of the ugliest spreadsheets you'll ever see. And it would probably kill Ryan if you saw it. I have It's seen so it. unorganized. Okay. So it's semi-organized. It's like organized clutter. It's organized in Chris's way. Yeah. So... You know, it's moving chess pieces. I'm taking all the NPCs and adjusting what they're doing in game. And there's hundreds of them now. That's a lot of work. So I spend, to answer your question, I would say, you can't measure it in days because it's broken right. up. Well, but, and the,
3: the recordings are about four hours. So it's about four work. hours. So if you're listening, so I'm to listening four to that. times, that's 16 hours. That's 16
2: hours. And then I'm multitasking with the spreadsheeting. So I'm listening to that and doing the spreadsheeting. So I would say a good... 20, 25 hours a month, prepping. Wow. But it's not. I
0: don't look at it as work because I, I enjoy listening. Well, none of to this it. is work, but it's part of the. It's part of the hobby. Yeah, yeah. you know that the, the role playing for Tim is show up and play. Maybe wow. a couple emails. Th- this is more yeah, work than that. Yeah, yeah but yeah, for, it's the, way more work for the DM, it's, it's a lot yeah, of. Work. I, it's
2: not a chore. Like for example, the podcast. Some of this is fun and some of it is work for you. True. And so there's a there's a sometimes. You know, you get to the point that it feels like work. It's a problem. So far, it hasn't. It's been a great game. So anyway, I hope that answers your question.
0: Okay. So for me, I broke I broke it up by week, month, and year. And you guys didn't mention the year actually because you didn't. Neither of you mentioned Gen Con. So I'm going to mention so that. forty weekend once a year.
3: Yes, yeah. there is that.
0: So once a week or once or twice a week, I play games with uh, my son. He he loves. I have a lot of kids games. Uh, and he loves playing them. So he's constantly asking me to play games. Well, it's good family time though too. I mean that's kind of that's the one that's nice as it crosses the border?
3: It's, it's good family.
0: Right. On a monthly basis, we have the Wednesday night game day that we all go to here. Yep. Uh, I also have I also game uh, once or twice a month with Esther. so it's not that much, but once or twice a month we'll pull out a game and play. I do once or twice a month at lunch. Sometimes it's at work. Uh, sometimes if I'm working from home, I'll have, sometimes have friends will come over and we'll play at lunch. And then we record the podcast once a month. And also I have once a month on a Saturday at my house all day, uh, we play. And then per year I go to, I've been going to three conventions a year, Origins Gen Con and BGG Con. And this year we'll be doing Sauce Boss Con three day gaming convention for us and our friends at Tim's lake house. Yeah, hopefully that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I think it's scheduled. Yeah. I mean, it's everyone's on. We've got enough on there to to do it. Uh, it's just a matter of if Chris and Dave want to come or not or if they can come.
2: Yeah. Want to, yes.
0: Yeah. If they're able to come because of their schedules. And, and we,
2: th- that actually is perfect for this question too because yep. it's the game life balance thing.
0: Right. It's a big one. Yeah, and then,
2: you know, that's the other thing we have to touch on is part of the game life balance is what our lives are like. Right, you know, it's different if you're married and have a family versus single too, in terms of your ability to do stuff. You know, like you guys have young kids, and so it's a sacrifice to be away from them. Yep. And a lot of times when we're we're at Tim's gaming, you know, you're sometimes having to watch the kids somewhat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's a there's a balance there too.
0: Yep. So I think that leads into our next question, which is how do you balance this with family obligations? So. Why don't we just kind of each answer that in our own way based on our own, uh, situations? This it it kind of
3: goes to the whole like, uh, real estate thing, location, location, location. This is planning, planning, planning. Yeah. <laughs> so the good thing here is usually we're, we're planning this stuff far ahead in time. And my wife is a saint. She, she actually allows me to do this stuff. I let her know if we have nothing going on, we kind of pencil things in. And there's been times that things have come up. And, you know, she's got something going on and, you know, I'll, I'll scratch that Wednesday. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. And I've I've actually canceled a lot of things, too. I used to go to a Friday game night yeah. with a different group of friends. I haven't gone to that in probably six months. So I've kind of, that one's kind of been canceled off the list. They switched the day and it's just, it's not working convenience wise with schedules and stuff. The big thing is if, if there is something family going on or something that my wife has going on, it will trump everything because... She lets me go away for four days at Gen Con. That's kind of like our fishing trip. Right. Um, and then, she, you know, she already, you know, blessed the, uh, you know, Wisconsin Con. Okay. Nice. Um, so that's, uh, you know, so having her be that accommodating is what makes it all possible. And then, you know, it just, it recharges me to come home and do more play with the kids and all that stuff. Because Sam, Sam is right there with me too. She, she asked me to play Flick em Up every week she wants to play flick 'em up or candy or she, she always wants to do something and I want to encourage that. So spend that time and do other things around the house, try to do all that stuff. And thank God she's allowing me to do it.
0: So for me, I actually set some guidelines on myself that have made it kind of work out because Esther is pretty accommodating. I don't know that she's at the level that uh, Jess is because, you know, I'm not able to do, you know, once a week events like that, but you know, what I try to do is I try not to do more than one thing a week. (laughs) That just goes against what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) But what, what happens sometimes is I'll try to avoid, for example, if I'm having a Saturday game day, I'll try not to do our Wednesday night, the same week as that. So I'm not doing Wednesday, Saturday in the same week. So that's why sometimes I won't count certain Wednesdays. It's because I don't want to do Wednesday, Saturday that week. Cause that's, and, and really it's just too much of, her with the kids because she's a, she watches the kids all day while I'm at work and then for me to be gone all night and then all day on a Saturday really I don't feel like it's fair to her so I just I try to spread it out to um, not do more than one thing in a week and then I also it's also important that I schedule as many or more things with the family as my gaming things so we're, we're always trying to do like like in February it's insane how much stuff we're doing because it's the Chinese New Year. Oh, and not to mention Valentine's Day, but, but I mean, we're going to be every weekend, almost in February, we're going downtown for something. Wow. And sometimes it's multiple days in a weekend, like Friday, Saturday, back and forth in, from where I live. Okay. I live over an hour from downtown, but for the Chinese new year, that's like their big holiday in China. It's not Christmas. It's Chinese new year. Yeah. So it's a big deal. And we want to expose the kids to that for the, the cultural reasons. So, so yeah, like this February, you know, I'm going to be going back and forth to Chicago. What year is it going to be? The year of the dragon? It's the year of the rooster. The rooster. Yeah, Evan was born in the year of the dragon, actually. Nice. What
2: does the year of the rooster bring to the table? Like, what, what can we expect?
0: I don't know. I'll ask us for that. Okay. I'm not sure. That's curious. But the fact that we're doing all that, when I brought up that I'm going to be going to Wisconsin for three days, you know, it's kind of like going away to a convention. Yeah. She had no issue, no argument. It was just like, okay, not a big deal. And I think part of that is because she sees me that I'm doing stuff with the family. It's not just about my hobbies and nothing else.
3: Yeah, that's definitely key.
0: Yeah, so that's one. And then uh, making sure this goes back to the question Chris asked, but like we we actually have a date night once a week. Like making sure that we're doing something with just us two on a consistent basis. So I think it's really just not letting the gaming be the thing that completely controls your schedule above all else. It's really the lowest priority. Like when I'm scheduling Saturday, the Saturday game days, there's some months that I don't even have one because we have other activities. Yeah, it's too much. And I just, I'm not going to cancel a family activity to have a game day. It's like, okay, here's all our family activities, which Saturdays are open. Okay. It looks like I might be able to do it on this one Saturday.
2: Yeah, it's a nice to have. not a Yeah, exactly. Time. Right. Yeah, that's a good that, that,
3: That's it. how my monthly role-playing session goes on Sundays. Find out what the family obligations are, and then the free Sundays go up on the Doodle and find one that works.
0: Doodle.com. Doodle.com. We should get sponsored
2: by them. We should.
3: should Doodle's a great them. website. Doodle's it great. <laughs> it is great. Doodle.com. Chris. Now, this will be a much different picture because Ryan and I both have – young kids at home and are have a lot more busy calendars both are you know our kids are pretty close to the same age you know sam's now in girl scouts so now actually jess's calendar is filled with girl scout activities which now you know our our calendar is ridiculously full so that'll be interesting for the swinging bachelor
2: yeah i'm looking forward to those girl scout cookies by the way i
3: ordered (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, uh, they get turned in this week.
2: Yeah, nice. So, um, for me, you know, I'm newly divorced and kind of, you know, my kids are older. My kids are over 20. So, I've been through what you guys are going through in the past, where, you know, they're younger and you have more obligations at home and all that. But obviously, it's way easier for me right now. So, I can come to pretty much any game night. Anything that's that's socially happening, it's easy to work around a Wednesday night cuz if I'm if I'm dating, it's not going to be on a Wednesday most likely. Right. And I don't know why I would want to pick a Wednesday to spend time with a girl anyway, but if I did, that would be one of those things, you know, just go to doodle.com and don't pick that date. <laughs> like so for me, I mean the the only way that it affects me now is like I'll have like girls texting me when we're playing. Like I'll have it's very interruptive to the game. You guys are kind of segregated from your personal life while you're playing because you're, that's your time. But, you know, I'll be getting, you know, because they, they don't really understand, you know, like a hundred percent of what I'm doing, you know, right. like
3: <laughs> yeah. why, why I'm there. And, you know, so, and you, you probably know. don't want to go into detail either. Cause well, if you're, if yeah. you get, they um, don't more really text, know you please. yet. Yeah. If you want to get more text, you don't want to let them know what you're really exactly. doing. exactly so,
2: that can be, you know, intrusive a little bit to gaming, but it's obviously no big deal. You know, it sort of bleeds into the next question, if, if, if we can just roll right into that, because the next part is describe a time when gaming had a negative impact on your other obligations or people in your life. You skipped a
0: question. I did. We skipped the social obligation question. Well,
3: yeah, you dude, saying about well, Let's the uh, let's define what you mean by social obligation because a family obligation is clear. So yeah. now you got a social obligation. Social obligation is like other social activities. So yeah, like this when is like bumping This is like game day. My nephew's birthday party or Yeah,
0: or like other friends that aren't gamers like doing stuff with them. It's, it's not family related stuff. It's other social stuff uh, that okay. you might be doing. But I didn't want to interrupt you because you had a segue. Yeah. I was just going to say that,
2: I mean, there's two, there's a couple different things. One is, you know, this, the, the idea of social obligations that aren't family related usually won't win over game night because family is first, right? Your kids are first, yep. your wives are first. Right. But then, you know, if you have like, I don't know, something going on at work. That's like some optional thing versus gaming. You're probably going to choose gaming, right? Yeah. Or yeah. you know, if there's some some one-off, a friend wants to meet for dinner after work, you could just schedule a different night if you're gaming. So typically, I w- gaming would trump that. I would think. In my case, like the the dating thing, it's you know I'll go out on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. I don't need to go out on Wednesday. You know, if if our game night was on a Saturday, like Ryan mentioned, having game day on Saturdays, that the, the social life would probably trump gaming then or you could do both you do some gaming during the day go out at night and have the social thing so i don't know if you guys have anything to add on that so
0: i did have a couple things one is because we like gaming so much it's easy to say oh gaming would trump this and gaming would trump that but you don't want to be like the wishy-washy friend who doesn't commit to anything to your other friends so what i wanted to just kind of say here is stick to your commitments with your other social obligations, don't be backing out of them because you got a better offer, quote unquote, meaning like, oh, like my friend's coming in from out of town, but it's game night. So sorry, you know, I'll see you next year. You know what I mean? So this (laughs) is funny coming from you because in the past there's been, usually in the RPGs,
2: not so much in the board gaming where something will come up and all of a sudden, you know, you're gone. Although Maybe that's more of a family thing than a friends thing. Yeah.
0: I think that was, but, but the yeah.
2: sticking to the obligations though, I think is a really good point. Yeah. It's one of the reasons Doodle is great. You know, you you're setting your dates, you know, it's on the calendar. Having a better offer come along, it's rude to your friends, right? Right. That was kind of your point.
0: Yeah. And so like I had to just, like what Tim said, planning, planning, planning. I yes. actually had written my thing, scheduling, scheduling, scheduling. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so it's like the exact same thing. Like you had to make your schedule well in advance. You to make your schedule. Yeah. Right? Is it a schedule? <laughs> schedule. It's a, that's yeah. what the it's British a, say. It's a schedule, they're always right. right. <laughs> yeah, see? Uh, making your schedule well in advance, making sure it's balanced. And, and I have another one that's kind of funny here, but this might only apply to me is don't try to cram gaming down people's throats in other social situations. <laughs> so, let's let's hear an example of that. So, you know, you're like getting together with like your high school buddies some, you know, and you like bring a game to the table and like hey guys, I have this new board game I want to play. And they're like they're like trying to catch up and talk about old times and you're trying to cram this game down their throat. So, you know, I I admit that I bring games with me to a lot of social events that aren't with my gaming friends, but I try to kind of leave them either in the car or like just leave them on the side and I'll only bring it up if there's like a something, an opportunity presents itself. It's not like. You know, I loved I love this catching up we're doing guys, but I have this great new board game that I <laughs> want to play. You know, don't be that guy cuz then people won't want to invite you. <laughs> yeah, but if
2: there's a dull moment and it gets lame, then it then right. be glad you brought it. That's yeah. an
0: opportunity. And I've had that happen where it's like we're done talking and there's a couple hours left, like yeah. let's tr- you guys want to try a game? Okay, sure. But yeah, don't be cramming it down people's throats. So yeah, that's definitely I, I wanted is. to throw that one in <laughs> for the social situations. Yeah, keep the, keep the social situations social. Right. Yeah, that's what that happened with Sheriff of
2: Nottingham because I brought that to my brothers and I was gonna. I was thinking we you know we could play because <laughs> my family was getting together, and they they're not gamers. I think they would probably enjoy it though. But my parents saw it and they were intrigued by you know what's that about? And I explained it to them. And so the next time they were in town, we, we ended up playing and they loved it. So it's one of those things exactly like you said. You bring it and then yeah. if it happens, it happens, but don't force it.
0: Yep. So back to the question, though. Describe a time when gaming had a negative impact on your other obligations or people in your life. And what, if anything, resulted from it? The embarrassment of explaining the hobby to beautiful women. <laughs> <laughs> like, <absolutely. laughs>
2: absolutely no idea why we like this so much Oh, <laughs> i can't even begin i mean it's an underrated challenge to sort of explain you know what exactly we're doing to somebody who has no idea that right this subculture exists no it, trust me it's fun <laughs> you know and i wouldn't say it's a negative impact meaning th- that's like serious repercussions but you know, it's it's like, it's like maintenance. It's like I have to explain it. I have to justify it. You know, I probably dropped a couple notches from it. <laughs> so there's overhead with that. And I think that when you're free, like single or whatever, it's a lot easier. There's really no negative impact on what I'm doing. I mean, you guys probably have better stories of that.
3: Well, I, I've kind of latching to that too is when we were doing the heydays of Magic playing every single Monday night. And I'd be talking, oh, you know, I'm going to go over. Uh, my buddies are coming over. We're going to play cards. And most everybody at work would be like, oh, poker? <laughs> yeah. And I'd just be kind of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing, poker. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I just never wanted to go into the explanation for the same reason. It's like, you know, kind of got the feeling that they, they they were not the gamer types or whatever. So I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to cross that boundary. I so play
0: poker. I've got yeah. a few games they could try.
3: Yeah, so but for, for me, negative. Um, I've had a few conflicts where, like, I had set up, A role playing session, which, you know, those are harder for me to put together because it's a whole Sunday. My wife works on Saturday. So Sunday is like our only day. And then her sister will come out and pull out a nephew's birthday party and drop it on the same day the week before. And I've actually not gone to those birthdays and my wife has been okay with it because, you know, it's, it's the last minute. I've been to every, I've been to every single one and that one, you know, I've got eight people planning on coming over to the house. They've been planning on it for 6 weeks now. So then she she Good actually gives her she actually gives me that. a buy on that, which is great. That's she gets points for that. Yes. That's well done. But then I had another situation too where it was back when we were doing uh the Star Wars decipher trading card game and uh got a call from her. I can not I can't even remember what the circumstances were, but something was going wrong at the house and I was over at my buddy's house playing and she's like, "You know, you got to come home right now. You got to come home right now." And you know, I, I kind of finished the game. And then I went home, so I was, you know, later than I was supposed to be, and I I, I kind of got grilled really bad for it. But then, of course, you know, she she kind of got over it, and at so. least it wasn't
0: because you had to let the dog out.
3: <laughs> no,
2: yeah, that's that's not a joke. Actually, <laughs> we've seen that one
3: happen. <laughs> Come home now. So, but no. the, the, the key is marry a very understanding woman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She, she knew I was a gamer before we got married, and she knew the role-playing, and she knew that, and we and knew it was going to continue. It continued through our married life, so now with the kids, it's a little more complicated, but she's very accommodating, so anytime she has to do something, done. Go. Have fun. Go out with your cousin. Go out drinks with your girlfriends. See ya. I got the kids, and that's... That's where the payoff comes yes. because you do that there and then you get this there.
0: Or if she has to work during game night for a couple hours, yep. no problem watching the kids, yep. even though they're down there while you're playing. Yep. Gotta um, do it. Yep. <laughs> and then that's
3: where I get I'm a little better off than you as I am actually at home. I'm I'm game central, so for me, if I have to I'd excuse myself and go upstairs for 15 minutes right, to help her with the kids or put the kids to bed or something like that.
0: I do that on it Saturdays. Easy. I actually changed my, I used to, on the Saturday days, I used to go till 11 at night. It used to be 9 in the morning to 11 at wow. night.
3: Wow, that's amazing.
0: And then I, and after a while, I it was getting frustrating for Esther because it was like she had to get the kids up and she had to put them in bed. And I'm just in like in the basement like having fun. Yeah. So I changed it over time. Now it's eleven in the morning to nine at night. And we stop in time for me to go put the kids in bed, or I'll just go up while they're finishing and put them in bed. Putting them in bed takes a while. It's not yeah. like go get in bed. It's like yeah. you know, it's a habit process. Oh, yeah. It's a ritual. <laughs> so okay. So I was alluding to this earlier in the episode. Mm. Um, but these were these were two two different scenarios that are very similar that I've had. One of them, I'll I'll actually, I'll start with this one. So I used to play MMORPG video games. The one I was really into is called Dark Age of Camelot. This was back in the day when I was working, actually, at Zurich with Chris. I'm actually curious if any of our listeners that were ever played that game. DAOC? DAOC, yeah. So I got completely obsessed with this game to where it was like, No, no, no. no. (laughs) I cannot picture Ryan obsessed. No, you were not obsessed. This was the uh, it's, I guess it wasn't really the first time, but it was bad. It was so bad that it was the only thing I did. Literally, mm. I would go home. I would go home at lunch and play. Oh my God. And then I would go home right after work and I would play all night till like two in the morning. Wow. And I did this consistently. And it, it was, I mean, it was actually an addiction, like not in a joking way. So right. this is like every day, every single day. And then on the weekends, nonstop, I would even have a friend over. Sometimes, and he would come, we we'd have like a sleepover. He'd bring his computer, and we would both play through an entire weekend. Wow. Like, from like Friday until Sunday night. And that- did did you get up and take bathroom breaks at
3: least? Yes. You're not. That's called a bio break. Well, there's some people that don't do the bio breaks. They have <laughs> oh, no, we implements around them that they use no, for the disgusting. bio breaks and keep going. Okay, no, we good. We
0: would use. And we would shower no, they're, too. They're, okay, this guy. Anyways, I got and it and it started affecting other social activities. Like I remember during that time, we were also doing Delair, our role playing campaign, and when I was like really into DAOC, I, I like didn't feel like doing Delair even like you guys would, and we would do it at my house sometimes. And I was just like checked out waiting for people to leave so I could go back and play DAOC. So I eventually recognized that this was a problem and stopped playing, Uh, but it was negatively impacting like my entire social life. I would have friends over. This is almost embarrassing to admit. I would have friends come over that weren't gamers and they would like come over. They would come from out of town and stay at my condo with me and they would sit out in my living room watching like a movie and i would be in my bedroom wow. playing oh my god so it was bad that's uh, bad so obviously this is a very extreme example of how addictive those types of games can be especially if you have an a, addictive personality like i, I don't do.
3: think it's an extreme case though i think that's uh, no a very common case for a lot of people Oh yeah uh,
0: and i was definitely a victim of that like i said i put a strain on like my friendships and everything so eventually i had to give that up The second one, which wasn't quite as extreme, but was still bad as the role-playing. And this is what I was alluding to earlier. So we used to role-play once a week. And this was more not before I got married, but after I got married is when this became an issue. So we used to play, just to give the the listeners a history, we used to play once a week, actually twice a week, two different campaigns before I met Esther. I moved away, Esther and I uh, got married, and then we moved back to Chicago, and then I Rejoined the group in Chicago. We started a new campaign, actually. Right? I never rejoined Delair. You never rejoined Delair. Yeah, because yeah. you guys quit. You guys finished Delair. I think it was Delarian. It was Delarian. Yeah. Although no, because we had before that we had a Lorian.
2: Right, but that wasn't. You didn't have a problem. Right, a
0: Lorian session. There was an issue. It we was Delarian quit, stopped, yeah. that you had to leave. So yeah, during we started playing again, and we were we were playing once a week. And it was a little bit too much. And it wasn't just the the Wednesday night gaming that was the issue. It was the amount of time I spent the metagaming. In between sessions. Yeah, all the metagaming and all the energy and time I was putting into it. The obsession. It was an obsession, not quite the level of DOC, but bad enough. In that direction. It was though. causing like a, a strain in our family. And like I'm either all in or I'm or I'm not in. Yes. And I knew I I couldn't scale it back and just do the playing and none of the metagaming because my personality just doesn't allow that. It's like an odd number. It just right. you can't do it. It doesn't yeah. compute for me. Yeah. So it was t- it was really hard to tell you guys that I was quitting Delarian because I knew it was going to completely hose the campaign. And it did it. You guys ended up quitting because I quit basically because yeah. there weren't enough players to play. So I had to like make a choice to kind of help my family situation but like screw over my friends. And I've always felt bad about doing that. And that's really the, that's the that's really the reason that I I don't want to try to join Alvaron because I can maybe make it happen, but I I would not want to put everyone through that again and I have a feeling that that would happen again.
2: Well, the difference with Alvaron, we have a lot of players. So if you right. quit, we just move on. Just like when Ian quit, we just move on. There's just so many players with Delirian, when you did that there's only three of us yeah and so that did end it but you know it's understandable that family comes first the confusing thing i think probably for people listening and maybe us too is is there a way to enjoy it but not be obsessed with it <laughs> not for me <laughs>
3: see i, I see, and that's that's where i'm having the problem too because you know we play it i listen to the recordings you know i think about things i'm just i i'm wondering where that obsessive thing turns on yeah. and, and what, what is it that you're doing? Cause you know, I'll, I'll think about things too. Cause you know, I'll listen to the recordings while I'm coding at work and I go, Oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't catch that when we were playing the first time and I'll kind of make notes and stuff like that. But it, it doesn't go on like I'm trying to solve all these puzzles and stuff like that. so I, where, where, where does it cross that line from there? Cause listening to the recordings and taking notes seems
0: innocent enough. So where, where's that obsession? Well, that again? was a lot of time. So it's not just that, but the emailing. So I would always be like initiating emails, like what Dave's doing now. Yeah. Right. You no, know, I would be the one doing that. I would be the one doing like pushing the metagaming, the discussion, taking very extensive notes, like very detailed notes on every single session. Doing a website. I don't know if you remember, I made a website for Delirium and I was, yeah, I, I was posting like pictures up there. I was posting the MP3s up there. Well, Chris does all that now. Yeah. So that's good. That would be a big thing off your plate. So I was just, and it was just the, I was constantly thinking about it yeah. like in an unhealthy way. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for you, you're able to not. Cross the obsession line, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I don't understand. Yeah, it's the just a, pr- it's just so a it's, personality yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah, so I just I, I don't I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. I just know that it's there. Yeah, because I'm like, like if I'm listening to recordings at
3: work while I'm working and stuff like that, I, I don't consider that.
0: Yeah, right. Or
3: if your family enters the room
2: and you're in the middle of where you know the priority shifts to. Yeah. from
3: the RPGs to family's more
2: important.
0: And right. You just but for me it'd be like like here's a typical scenario: after I'm done working and maybe the kids are in bed. Okay. I've got this two hour time window. What do I do with that time? Yeah. Right now, what I do with that time is I spend it with Esther. If, if I was like heavily, well, and that's it, the right thing to do. If I was heavily into Alvaron, I would get the computer out. I'd be updating the website. I would be, uh, looking at my notes. I'd be sending an email. I'd be emailing Chris stuff my character is doing. Like for all the emails you saw, there's probably just as many emails with, between just me and Chris. Okay. Okay. Uh, even when I moved away. <laughs> I couldn't let go of Dallaire. My character was still involved doing things yeah, when I was yeah. living in California. That's true. You know, I would, like Chris and I, I have, like, huge chat histories, like on Yahoo Chat from Chris and I with stuff my character was doing. And huge email chains. I would write backstories. I would, I would, like, it's just all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so that's, that's crossing the line, I think. No,
3: no I, I, yeah. I definitely agree, yeah. The choice with that or... Doing something with your wife, you should do something with your wife. Right. For sure.
0: So anyways, I think board gaming um, is the one hobby where it might not appear to be balanced, but it is very, out of all the hobbies I've ever had, it's the, it's been the most balanced. And it's also, I think at this point, almost lasted longer than any of the others. Yeah,
2: well, and I, I think th- it's because in all the other things you mentioned, there's not a lot of opportunity to to do to anything. Yeah. Right. The there is no metagame. This yeah, is the, the metagame. are med- yeah, doing meta- it right game. now. <laughs> We're doing it now, but like maybe your room of games and arranging your charts and stuff. But there's only so much you can do. Right. there's not you're limited a, by the nature of
0: it. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. like the MMO games are very immersive.
2: Well, plus you, it's as convenient as your computer.
0: Right. Role playing is very immersive. Board gaming, there's not an immersion into the yeah. hobby as a whole. When you're not doing it. yeah, Right. So light yeah. switch game's over. Done. Yep. So I think that's by nature balanced. Yeah, and
2: you know, just one last note on this question about the negative that it's just an ironic twist. Sometimes it's the other way around where life is negative and this is just <laughs> personal experience I've had. And you go to play gaming and sometimes instead of board gaming affecting your life in a bad way, sometimes life affects the gaming negatively. You can come in a bad mood, like your mood is just down. But one of the great things about gaming and this is why there's a great hobby is it's an escape and you you feel a lot better afterward. It's like you forget about reality for a little bit and unplug it's like un, it's un it's forced unplugging yeah. with having fun and then by the time you're done, you're in a better mood.
1: yeah
3: well, and all your friends are there so yeah, it, you get out of the mood. You yeah. go home and sulk you're gonna continue're there. You know, you kind of don't want to put that bad mood on other people and then all your friends are there, so you just start talking and you just forget about it.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Any other final thoughts? No, I think that's a wrap. I no, think I think that's a great, great topic. Good discussion. Yep. So thank you, old school gamer. He just he knew what to whip out there for the topic discussion. <laughs> Pretty sure it's a he. <laughs> all right. Well, this wraps up episode 29 of Out of Game. Thanks for listening. You can find us at outofgamepodcast.com. You can go to BGG Guild 1990 if you want to look up our BGG Guild. You know, we haven't had a lot of discussion going on out there. I'd like to get more discussion, but I don't know how to. Maybe you guys have some suggestions. Security card keeps walking by. Yeah, he's like going, what in the heck are they doing in there? <laughs> for those of you who haven't maybe heard this before, we record at Chris's workplace. And we're in, a, we're in like the board, <laughs> the boardroom. Oh, for, yeah. For the, uh, for the building and the Doing security it. keeps walking by.
2: And it's important stuff.
0: And they buff the floors here, too. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Stitcher at OOG Podcast. You can email us at outofgamecompass at gmail.com
3: if I could talk. I said outofgamepodcast <laughs> in case anyone couldn't hear me.
0: At gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 40 oog 80 And for more great podcasts of the Dice Tower Network, go to DicetowerNetwork.com. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. I'll never forget what? the time our friend, Phil, didn't want to go upstairs to the bathroom because there were women upstairs, so he just went in his Mountain Dew cup in your what? basement. Do you remember what? this? I don't No, I don't remember, remember this. How can you not remember that? It's, what is he, Raj? <laughs> 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 when we were uh, doing, gosh. Are you sure it was him? It was a Lurian. It was during a oh, He was man. in a right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a He He went over by like where the bathroom is supposed to be. And went into a cup. It would be even funnier if he drank it, thinking
3: it was Mountain Dew. <laughs> then it'd be like you know, well deserved. Okay.
0: Right to edit this
2: out. <laughs> wow. We had bottom. Yep. Doug six more yeah, feet. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay.